America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhide. Behind the cameras, Dave Thiessen. Thank you for joining us today and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Want to give a little shout out to our affiliates up in Washington State, KONA, 610 AM in Pasco, Washington. My daughter happens to live there. Also, KGTK, 920 AM and 101 FM in Seattle, Tacoma. We are grateful for all of you out there in the audience in Washington State listening to us. And as we continue to grow this broadcast, our latest affiliate was in Largo, Florida. So we're coast to coast, as I said. Also, you know, we're now on 14 podcast platforms. That Mr. Thiessen does. He puts those up there every week. All the shows are on the podcast platforms. And here's what here are the ones we're on. Spotify, SoundCloud, RSS Podcast, Overcast, Rumble, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pandora, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Amazon, Google, Odyssey, and on YouTube. And you know, it's doing pretty well. We have... 225,145 views on YouTube uh, so far this year. And uh, we've got about 8,000 of you to 9,000 of you a month downloading the podcast. So we appreciate all of you out there that are going to the uh, podcast platforms, YouTube uh, platforms, and all of you that listen live on the radio every week. So you can learn more about us, by the way. The Facebook page is americashealthcareadvocate.com. Also on Twitter, if you want to comment. If you have a question, the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email. If you've got a question, I'll be happy to answer it. I get a lot of them, so I don't get it to every one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. So if we can help you, we are happy to do it. All right, so this is kind of a special show for me because in studio with me is Kelly Welch. She is the CEO of Sheffield Place. Now, you've heard me talk in this show on a number of my open line shows, my open topic shows about the homeless crisis in this country. I don't care if you're in San Francisco, Kansas City, San Diego, um, Portland, Oregon, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It doesn't really matter where you are in the country. We have an epidemic of this going on in this country. Um, and the way the municipalities and government are addressing it isn't working. Okay, you can't just throw money at this or come up with spur-of-the-moment programs like Mr. Benahoff did in San Francisco, where he was going to build houses for homeless people. Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. And I've talked about this, and I've talked about how it's not working the way it's being addressed. Well, here's a program that does work, and I know it works because I was on the board of directors here, okay? And I have a very clear understanding of how Sheffield Place works. So we're going to do a show today with Kelly Welch. She's the president and CEO of Sheffield Place. Thank you for coming. Thanks we haven't done me. this for a while. Uh-uh, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. It's been a minute. That's what the young people say, so we're saying it now, okay? Right. It's been a minute, yeah. So we're, we're going to talk about what Sheffield Place does and how they do it. We're also going to talk about an event they have coming up here on October 14th. But the purpose of this show today is to kind of have a discussion about the problem we've got and the solutions for it, okay? Because there are solutions, okay? And the solutions revolve around groups like this that are taking the initiative and doing something that works and works very well. A little bit about Sheffield Place. Uh, in 2022, they served 143 families, 111 in residential and 32 in aftercare and outpatient, 184 children and 327 individuals. It's pretty impressive what they do. Like I said, we'll get into that. A little bit about Kelly. She is the CEO and president. She has led this agency for more than a dozen years. In time, the agency has grown from serving 20 families now to serving 150 families every year. Also under her leadership, Sheffield Place has implemented an intensive program of services to empower the homeless mothers and children. And that's really key here. They don't just take in 
you know, homeless people. They take in mothers and children. So let's just start with that. I remember when I came on the board, I remember the thing that probably when I started talking to you guys, it blew me away was that you didn't just take the mothers, you took the kids. Right. So it was the mothers and the kids coming off the street, literally. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, you can talk about homelessness and what a huge epidemic it is across the country. And a lot of that is generational, too. Right. If you grow up homeless, if you grow up with addiction, if you grow up with poverty and um, unemployment, all those things, it's hard. Right. You don't have you don't have anything going for you. It's really hard to for, for yourself to move forward and be able to accomplish what you need to accomplish. So you kind of have to start with the kids, start with the mom, but the kids have to be there. You kind of have to break those cycles of addiction, violence, poverty, homelessness. So we think it's important. We also think it's really important because um, it used to be years ago that Sheffield Place didn't take um, kids that were older and you could only bring in two kids. There were all these parameters around it. If you're a mom... Um, and you are trying to get clean and sober so that you can improve your life, so you can address your homelessness, so you can do all that. And if you have kids with you, if there's nowhere for you to go to get that treatment with your kids, it's very difficult. It may be impossible to get clean and sober. Or they may not do it. They're not going to leave their kids. Right, right, because you don't want to just leave your, or you don't want to leave some of your kids, right? Right. If you can only bring two kids, or if your kids have to be under 12, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when my kids were teenagers, they needed more supervision, not less. <laughs> so um, I think that, you know, over the years, we've expanded. We, you can bring a teenager up to 18 with you in our program. You can bring up to six kids. We've had actually six or seven kids in a family, including teenagers. You can come in still using yeah, that's a big deal. So I'm yeah. going to stop right there. Okay. Okay, because that, that really is, that's one of the things that's very different about this program. So a lot of the requirements to get into the programs, you have to be clean to get in. Well, how, how, how if you don't have the resources to get clean, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you get clean to get in? It's kind of like the, you know, the small business owner that wants to get a loan from the bank. The bank goes, oh, what's your collateral? And he goes, well, I don't have a lot of collateral. But, well, we can't make you a loan. They can make you a loan when you don't need the loan, but they can't make you a loan when you do need the loan because they want certain parameters. This is the same thing. You know, okay, if you're clean, you can come in. Well, how do they get clean? So let's talk about why you do it differently and what that means. So like a lot of things that's changed in the last 10 or 12 years, there used to be some detox beds. There used to be some beds for moms with kids, but as funding has changed or dried up or whatever's happened to it, those beds went away. So made it get even more critical that there's somewhere that you can go if you're still dropping dirty, but you can go in and get services. Because to your point, where else are you going to do that? You haven't been able to do it anywhere else. You know, you need the structure, you need the safety, you need services to be able to do that. And so for us, it's worked really well. I think when we initially talked about it, some of the, and this has been years ago, some of the staff wasn't too sure about that because they hadn't, that's not how it was done. Right. But, you know, okay, so the first night we had several people asleep in the lobby because they were coming down, but they were, they made it. They got clean. They got sober. They got jobs. And so you just, you, what we've really found, and, you know, old dog, new tricks thing, I'm finally really embracing that you really have to meet them where they are. And sometimes that makes it a little bit of more of a challenge, but it's it's worked really well for a lot of our moms. 
Yeah, and, and, and I know it's worked because I remember, you know, oftentimes in the board meetings, we would have a mom come in and tell her story. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, we had eight or nine people in that boardroom and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. Yeah. I, I remember distinctly one young mom had two kids and she had been sexually abused. She was had been on drugs the whole nine yards and she had gotten her class C forklift operator. Do you remember I, what I'm talking about? I do know who you're and talking about. And she came in and told the story. She had she had gotten a job where she was making like fifteen or sixteen dollars mm-hmm. an hour. Her kids were in school and they had and, and their lives had been turned around. And I, I'll never forget that story as long as I live because here was this young what was she like 25, 26 years mm-hmm. old and she'd had a hell of a bad life. Yet she was able to come in, get sober, get in a program. We're going to talk about all this when we get back from the break. What what's the program? How it's structured? But the point is, it turned her life around. Yeah, and 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 that's really what you do. And th- and that's the part I think that is so very unusual about how Sheffield does this, and unfortunately how a lot of other organizations do it. And th- th- I think the proof in the pudding is how many people get through this program and come out of it on the other end successful. And, and for you, that's a big number. What are we looking at? About 80% somewhere around there? If they stay in the program, go all the way through it? it kind of, yeah, depending on, I mean, you measure all different ways, but yeah, it's particularly getting clean and sober. That's that's yeah. the key. Yeah. If yeah. they're clean and sober, then they can start. Yeah. If you want to learn more about them, you can call 816-483-9927. That is their phone number. They'll be happy to chat with you. The website, SheffieldPlace.org. Mm-hmm. They have an event coming up. It's called Off the Wall. It's October 14th. Here in Kansas City Municipal Auditorium, it's a lot of fun, um, great food, open bar, <laughs> good time. Okay, but they do a lot of good with it. A lot of money gets raised, and there's some great artwork there that you have a chance to go and bid on, auction on, whatever the case may be. Again, the website, SheffieldPlace.org. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast, across the USA. Don't go anywhere. We've got more. The Golden Rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. 913-945-2800. Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. My producer today, Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Thank you for joining us in studio with me, Kelly Welch, CEO and president of Sheffield Place. They are a shelter for women and children. They take them in off the street. If the women are struggling with addiction, they come in, uh, they get clean, and they go into this program. We're going to talk a little bit about how they do that now. What are the elements of the program? And it's extremely successful. I can tell you from being on this board of directors, it's a remarkable the success rate they have with what they do. It's the way they structure it. And this is what I mean when I talked about this in other shows about the problem with all these programs, cities and everybody are throwing out there is they don't 
have a step-by-step process to get these people on their feet, get them sober, and get them back out in the community. That's why we're doing this today. The website for these folks, SheffieldPlace.org, SheffieldPlace.org, if you want to learn more about them. Uh, They've also got an event coming up up October 14th at the Municipal Auditorium. Uh, If you want to come to the event, it's called Off the Wall. It is a, a dinner function. And it's an art. If you want to buy art, they have all kinds of wonderful art there uh, that is on display and for sale in their auction. Once again, the website, SheffieldPlace.org. So let's just switch a little bit and talk about the structure of this. They come in. I remember when I first sat down with you guys and we, you kind of walked me through how it all worked. And I said, what's the most difficult decision you have to make? And you say, we have to put them back out on the street. Okay, so they, they come in dirty, as you say. Okay, and they, they get into a program where they, where they get cleaned up. But it's not like you can just keep repeating and doing this over and over again. So talk about the structure and what happens when they come in dirty? How, how much time do they have to get squared away and how do you do that? Yeah. So one of the hardest things about addiction, and I think everybody has some experience with addiction, right? Family, friends, yeah. themselves, whatever, is, um, and it's taken me a really long time to learn this, but if they're not ready to change, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you offer, what you threaten, it just doesn't matter. And so when the moms come in with their kids, um, they can come in still using, as we discussed, with the agreement that they would stop and they would start having clean drug tests. Um, we work with them. So especially when they first come in, we say to them, okay, you, can, you can't go anywhere for 30 days, except for you know court, doctor's appointments, but everything else, you, you stay in. Supervised. Yes, Structure. because you're right. And because a lot of them have used their entire adult lives. Many of them start using when they're 11 and 12. That young. Yeah, sometimes younger. And a lot of times when they start using that young, they start using with their parents. So they, they don't have a clean, safe place to be. So 30 days you stay in. You get um, case management an hour a week, therapy once a week. You get 24 hours of group. You go to NA meetings, um, you see a substance abuse counselor. So you're looking at about 30 hours of services a week. But the thing that this is the part that I, you know, it's, it, I don't think people in general understand. It's that structure that leads to a successful mm-hmm. program. You can't just throw money at this, okay, right. or build a tent city or whatever the case may be. There's got to be a structure to it, and that and and they've got to understand the structure. And you made a very interesting statement. You you can't make somebody do this. They have to want to do it. Okay, right. they have to want a chance to get sober. And I remember distinctly a lot of the times when the women would come and talk to us. What was the one thing that motivated you to come and do this? I didn't want my kids growing up like this. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you are right. And I was just going to say, for moms with children, that's usually what pushes them in to treatment. Even if they're not too sure that they're ready, they want to be there for their kids. Exactly. Um, And so they come in. They have to stay 30 days. They have um, chores assigned to them. They have um, curfew. They have quiet time. It's a very structured program, as you've pointed out. And after 30 days, then they have a little bit more freedom. And then they start, when they reach a certain level, level two for us, um, they start looking for a job. They start looking for child care. And we have case managers that help them do all that. When they get to that point, then they can also, they're eligible to move 
down the street to our step down and this building. Is, this is one of the coolest things is that there's 10 houses is it mm-hmm. 10 hours or more 10 units 10 right? houses these are this is in an area of kansas city that you know certainly isn't you know one of the suburbs okay it's where the old sheffield steel plant mm-hmm. right up the road from the sheffield steel plant and these were homes that these steel workers lived in that the plant provided they're run down bad shape a lot of them and then the folks at sheffield go in refurbish the home and then the mom and i've been in those homes mm-hmm. with those mothers they refurbish those homes. They go in. A lot of them, this is the first time they've ever lived in a home right. where they had a place that right. was theirs. Right, that they lived and that they've lived alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in between there, from the residential facility to a house, um, we have this newer building that is a step-down unit. So you have a little bit more autonomy. There's not staff there, but you still come to groups, but you go to your job and you get to practice a little bit more independence before you move on to housing. Housing might be Section 8, it might be public housing, it might be market value, wherever you go. There's a group of our moms that they're really not, that's really not very possible for them. Maybe they have lots of felonies, maybe they owe lots of evictions, maybe they owe utility money. So getting in one of those. Hard, hard to get into a Yeah, place. would be hard anyway. Once again, there's, you know, you've got these government programs like Section 8 Larissa, but if they can't qualify, where are they? They're back on the street again. Right. So that's who we put in our houses. Right. Yeah. And so um, they can live in our houses, those 10 units that you talked about. It's considered permanent housing. There's still rules, though. You still have to be clean and sober. Yeah. But they, yeah you can't, can't have other people live in it's there. Like it's not party yeah. time and bring right. in, yeah. Right. And one of the things you asked me or mentioned is um, when people can't stay. And our average length of stay is about four months. Um, we've, I think the new record is we had a woman that stayed an hour. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't quite get through the intake. Probably wasn't quite ready yet, <laughs> no. right? Huh? Yeah. She didn't get through the intake process. Right. Um, so we have moms that stay, you know, an hour. Or moms that stay, you know, a year. If they have a lot going on, it'll it takes longer, right? There were a number of them I remember mm-hmm. that had been there that were living in the houses at that yeah. point, still involved in therapy and all the programs, yeah. but they were a year into the process yeah. of trying to get on their feet. Right, because if you've been and I try to I try to get them to um, see this, if you've used your entire adult life, like you've missed a lot. You missed a lot of school, you missed a lot of stuff developmentally that the rest of us practiced or went through. And so if you've done that, your two thirds of your life, then it's going to take more than four months to get clean and sober and stable and all those things. So um, they have to give themselves a little grace and be a little bit patient with, okay, it's taken me this long to get where I am. It's going to take me a little longer to get there. We also do aftercare and outpatient services uh, for people that don't live in any of our housing but still want services, whether they leave the program successfully or not, which is a change, they can come back for case management, therapy, groups, whatever they want to do for as long as they want, and there's no charge to that. And so they have a lifeline, mm-hmm. and that's really what this amounts to. If you want more information on what they do, uh, it's SheffieldPlace.org, SheffieldPlace.org. The phone number is 816 483 9927. You know, maybe it's something your company might want to get involved in. Maybe it's something your church wants to get involved in. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, go up on their website. It's pretty amazing. We come back from the break. I'll talk a little bit about 
what a little more about what they do and also on talk about you know how transparent they are they're a 5013c obviously but you know where does the money go and how does it all work that's kind of important so we'll chat about that as well stay tuned you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HI radio network coast to coast across the USA don't go anywhere Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HI Radio Network. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Darren Wilhite, followed by Mr. Dave Thiessen, who's also always perfect. He's the man behind the camera that puts all this together, gets set up on all 14 of those podcast platforms and on YouTube. So they do a great job. And we're very fortunate to be able to do it because we've really expanded this audience as a result of these podcasts and YouTube. And we keep adding radio stations. Our latest one was in Largo, Florida. So we're just thrilled that we continue to grow this broadcast across the country. No, this isn't about health care. Yes, it is about care, the care of people that are homeless, the care of those people you, those people you see on the streets. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a minute. And, you know, is it is it smart to keep handing money to these people when you see them on the street corner? We're going to, I'm going to ask Kelly that question, let her answer it. But if you want to know more about what they do, you want to get involved, maybe your church, you know, you've got a group, maybe you've got a men's group or some of the group. Our men's group is actually getting involved with them. We're going to go down and do some service work on a couple of their houses here this month. So if you want to get involved, go to the website, SheffieldPlace.org sheffieldplace.org. They're happy to accept money. I'm sure they're happy to accept volunteers. There's a lot that you can do if you want to get involved with them. Sheffieldplace.org. They've got an amazing program. One of the few that does what they do. Taking in mothers who are addicted with their children. There aren't many shelters that'll do that. And there certainly aren't many shelters that take these women in when they're addicted. As I said earlier in the other segment, you can have a shelter and say they have to be clean and sober, but how do they get there? If you're living on the street, Okay, and you're turning tricks or whatever you're doing to try try to raise money to pay for your addiction, feed your kids, whatever it is. How are you supposed to get there? Well, that's the point about what they do here and why it's so different and why I wanted to do this show today. So once again, the website, SheffieldPlace.org. So let's just kind of start with uh, you. You have one. So this is interesting. For the, Since 2017, Sheffield Place has attracted national attention and receipt of the Charity Navigator four-star award rating for consecutive years 2017 through 2023. That's no small achievement. Talk about what does that mean? Well, thank you. So uh, Charity Navigator looks at charities across the, I think, across the nation for sure, but maybe internationally now. And looks at um, different components of our business. So accountability, governance, how much of your money you spend that you bring in on programming, all those kinds of things that are important to be a well-run business, not for profit specifically. And right, you have to be, uh, I think your budget has to be a million dollars for them to uh, review you. So our first year was 17. And we were fortunate that we received that four star and we have since then. And just we just got our new rating last week, and we scored 100%. Um, Amazing. Which is, I think that's our third or fourth time we've had a 100%. So we, right, we are very fortunate. We have lots of support from the community, people like you, board members, advisory council members. And we're very, um, very community-based kind of agency. So, for example, having, we have lots of people that, make in-kind donations. They do, you know, sheet and towel drives or paper towel and toilet paper and cleaning drives because we have 24 families at any one time times everything you use in your own household. 
So just those in-kind donations save, you know, make us way more efficient because people are donating that so that we can use cash to provide services. So we feel like that our Charity Navigator rating is very much a reflection of the support that we have from the community. Yeah, so let's go back to that in-kind because that's something I can spend a little time on. Um, so if, if a church wants to put together a drive to gather mm-hmm. diapers, mm-hmm. diapers are a big deal. Diapers, <laughs> yep, underwear, socks, all that kind of stuff. Okay, yep. paper towels, yep, toilet, toilet paper, paper um, cleaning what about supplies. Um, so most of our moms have... Um, get state help with food. We do keep some food on site for emergencies. When they first come in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we also do things like at the beginning of the school year, we do backpack events and holiday things so that, you know, it's expensive to oh, send a kid back to school. I remember, yeah. <laughs> and so um, we fill a backpack for um, any, all of our residential kids and any of our aftercare kids that want to participate um, I think this year we gave out 50 or 60 backpacks. So, you know, anything like that that we can do to help the moms be more um, economic with their money. We do a lot of budgeting. I think you and I have talked about this in the past. Uh, we do 24 hours a group a week. So a lot of those are life skills. They've never learned how to do this. They've never had a checkbook. They've never had a bank account. Okay, now you're showing your age because you said checkbook. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, 74, see, checkbook. I actually still have one. So I just want to point that out to you. But yeah, no, but you're right. Um, And you know, we say to people, oh, you should budget, you should budget. But let's be honest, if you don't have any, one, if you don't have any money to budget, if you barely are making it, it's tough, right? Yeah. So we do budgeting classes, we do employment skills. Um, some corporations come in and we'll do mock interviews. Um, you know, sometimes they'll come and help people fill out applications, just all that kind of stuff that, you know, is hard, especially if you've never had anybody show you how to do it. Yeah. If they don't know how to fill out a job mm-hmm. application, how are they going to get a job? Yeah. Okay. Uh, if they don't know how to do an interview, how are they going to get an interview? Yeah. You know, and, and it's, those are life schools. A lot, we take a lot of that for granted. Absolutely. Those folks have never had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, I remember, you know, not everybody that comes in here is going to go get a class C license and, and become a forklift operator making 20 bucks, 15 bucks an hour. I remember that there was a there's a Hampton Inn on the Country Club Plaza. Yeah. That, that yep. are they still work they with still, you? We still okay. have a, mm. where we were able to take ladies that had come in that had basically no skills, but they were able to go into the housekeeping department mm-hmm. and they started a job there. Yes. And that's how they got started. They they had a job, they got paid, they had health insurance through the Hampton Inn, um, and they, they got a check and they went to work every day at the Hampton Inn yep. cleaning rooms. Yeah, fabulous partner. Been doing it for years. Yep. Um, and we've had several women that have moved up promotion yeah. and the Hamptons very um, understanding and supportive. So if you have court or if you have to take a kid to the doctor or whatever it is, they work with you. So, yeah, that's been a great partnership. So if you are a company and you may have some of these entry level type positions, um, you'd mm-hmm. be happy to chat with them. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. And because it's important to get these these folks to a, a place where they have a job. And, and they can be self-sufficient, which is really, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do here. Right. And that, in a nutshell, is our mission statement, is to help them be self-sufficient. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, back, and, and back in society, 
you know, functioning the way that they'd like to function and giving their kids a chance to do mm-hmm. what they need to do. So let's talk a little bit about the kids, because I remember, you know, downstairs is the is like is the playroom and the where all the kids are. And I remember going down there a lot of times with those kids and just interacting. It was pretty amazing feeling just to be around those kids yeah. and see how happy they were in the environment they were in versus what they came out of. So talk about why that's important. It's not just the moms. We're focused on the kids, too. And there's therapy for the kids as well. Right. There's therapy for the kids. There's a case manager just for the kids. So to help them with school and daycare and um, if they have special needs that haven't been met or if they need to get a special education plan, we have a case manager to help with all that. Uh, A lot of these kids have been separated from their mom either because mom was high or they were with a relative or they were in foster care or mom was in prison. There's a lot of times there's been separation. So they have to kind of get to know each other again and kind of work on that relationship. Um, A lot of the older kids that come in have kind of been the caregivers, right? They've taken care of everybody. Because they, mom, they cooked the meal. You hear these kids. Yeah. They cooked the meals. They did this. Yeah. They did the because mom was on drugs yeah. or mom wasn't capable or whatever right. mom was doing. Yeah. So the roles change a little bit. Right. So one of the hard things about coming in is we'll say to those um, older kids, you can't carry the little ones. Mm, you can't babysit. You can't cook. That's mom's job. Like your job is to be 12. And so that's a that's kind of a struggle for a lot of them, too, because they've never done that. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's very interesting. You again, these are things that people typically don't think about because you have you haven't seen this. If you haven't been up close with this, and you haven't seen it. You don't know that this this is why it's so difficult for these people to turn around uh, and get on their feet and 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 start living a productive life and be able to continue along that way with their children and and move back into society. Right. Right. A lot of them really never had a chance. So. It's really amazing when you look at what they do, um, how strong and how resilient our moms are and how the kids are. It's, you know, it's really the kind of progress they make and the kinds of things that they do and the changes they make, I think, are amazing. They are. And, I, you know, I think that what, what's really it's a testament to this, the human spirit in people. Mm-hmm. When you oh, those people don't want to get they're They don't they're not really trying you know, if you haven't seen that environment where they grew up in a home with addiction, sexual abuse, I remember that was pervasive in a lot of the women that we talked to. Um, how are they supposed to, Where? how do they have a chance when they grew up in those kind of situations? And that this is, as you said in the very beginning, breaking the cycle, which is what this is about. Yes. If you want to learn more, the website is SheffieldPlace.org, SheffieldPlace.org. They do some pretty amazing stuff, okay? You know, if you want to do in-kind, maybe your church, you know, do a, do a drive. You know, diapers, paper towels, toilet paper, you know, they need all kinds of things like that. Anything that's daily needs that you use in your home, they need, okay? So there's an opportunity. You want to do you want to do fundraisers, you want to help them with fundraisers, they'd love to have you, okay? The website is SheffieldPlace.org, SheffieldPlace.org. We come back to break in the last thing. We're going to talk about some new things that are going on. Pretty exciting. This this program continues to expand and continues to do exceptionally well here in Kansas City. And by the way, you know, you're listening to this around the country because I'm running this nationally. Start looking for some place like Sheffield Place, okay, and see if you can't do something to change how homeless people are being treated in this country. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. 
Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. You got a question, comment, send it to me. I'll be happy to chat with you or get back to you on whatever it may be you want to chat about. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite, he is the man on the board doing all the audio. Dave Thiessen is the man behind the cameras. We're happy to have them both here today putting these shows together and getting up on all of our podcast YouTube platforms and across our network of AMFM stations. In studio with me, Kelly Welch. She's the CEO of Sheffield Place. This is a show about a, about a, a program that helps homeless women and children get back on their feet. It really works, okay? You want a blueprint for how something's, how this can work? This is how it can work. This is how it works, and it works very successfully. As you heard, it's structured. There's, you know, They have to meet certain criteria, but they, they, they're getting a chance. They're getting a chance to turn their life around, and that's really important, and that's why this program works the way that it does. The website, sheffieldplace.org, if you want to get involved, sheffieldplace.org. Uh, they're happy to have donations are happy to have you participate our men's group at, at legacy christian church is going over to work on some of the homes clean up the landscaping etc they, they can use all the help they can get so the website sheffieldplace.org the phone number 816-483-9927 so let's just talk a little bit about um th- that the last part of this um you know the you're servicing 12 to 15 percent of people that are reaching out to you for help what happens to the rest of them kelly Uh, We try to make, you know, some referrals and some of them don't fit, you know, what what we're trying to do or we don't fit what they're looking for. Um, But other times we just we don't have space. That's the problem. Yeah. Second quarter this year, one of the facilities was full uh, 98 percent of the time. The other one, 97. And those two or three percent really just represent a day of somebody moving out and somebody else moving in. Um, So, yeah, we've been full pretty much all the time this in 23. So the demand seriously outstrips the supply yeah, definitely yeah and that and that 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 just has emphasis to why this kind of a program is so important and why its ability to continue is so important in terms of what the needs that it serves in the community so talk a little bit i remember when i was on the board we had one building Yes. The old YMCA, YWCA. Was it YW or YM? I can't it was which, a YMCA. Okay, it was a YMCA, yeah. which then, which basically had like dorms, rooms on yeah. these floors, et cetera. And that's where that was the intake facility. And then we had the houses. Uh, but now there's a second facility. Let's talk about that. And there's a third one planned. Yeah, so this, the second one is the step down. So they get there. They have a little bit more freedom, a little bit more autonomy. They're working. Um, they still come for groups. They still come for services. They um, they get the opportunity to have a little bit more um, independence with us not being right there, but they still have a lot of accountability. And we are now um, looking at expanding into um, services similar to that facility, but it will probably also have a space for a group room where we can do more aftercare and outpatient, because as you mentioned earlier, those folks that still need services but aren't in any of our housing are really probably the most needy because they're out there trying to work, you know, have their own space. And it's, you know, dealing with stuff every day, whether it's, you know, your kids at school or your kids get to be teenagers. I mean, there's always stuff to deal with where you need some support. And so by having this space, we can do more groups specific to them and to what they're dealing with. 
Yeah, so one of the things that I always thought was so impressive about the program was that they have a lifeline. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you're out now. Good. Right, okay, right. no, there's a connection back to Sheffield where they can always come back. They can always get help. There's no cost to these people to use any of this. So mom gets stressed out. Something happens. Maybe she loses her job. Okay, whatever the case may be, they're able to come back to you and they're able to get help so they can stay on the path, being clean and sober, providing a, a, a home for their children and living a life that's what they want to live, right? Right. So um, so aftercare and outpatient, there's no time limit and there's no cost. If you live in our housing, if you have an income, you pay 30%. We've talked about this a lot in the past, um, Carrie, that a lot of times when you don't grow up knowing that every month you're family pays rent or every month your family pays a mortgage, then you don't, that's just foreign to you. Right. Yeah. And so what we say to people is you have to pay your rent first. I I don't care if it's, you know, a hundred bucks or I don't care if you get a hundred bucks. And so you pay us 30. The amount doesn't matter. It's It's the the point. Discipline of learning how to to do that. That, that's, that's, that, that, that goes hand in glove with teaching the life skills, Mm -hmm. you know, how to keep a checkbook. Yes, I said checkbook. <laughs> okay. You know, pay the rent every month. You know, that's the first thing yeah. you do. So you have a roof over your head and a place for your children to live, right? Right. Because you can be clean and sober and have your mental health needs met and all that. But if you don't have somewhere to live, you're right back where you started. Yeah. So that's, that is, that's one of the things that I think that people that support us, I think that's what they like about that self-sufficiency model is that we have those expectations and that it sets them up, hopefully, to be successful in their own lives. Yeah, and it, it's a continuing process. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-and-done no, type no. of thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact, you know, again, you know, just some of the challenges. Some of these women have got criminal records. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been evicted. They, 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 they don't have a credit score, folks. It's, you know, they're going to be out and get a car loan today. Right. I mean, so you're, what you're doing is you're giving them a bridge to get to that point so they are at a point and they can be successful in their lives and move on. And that's really what you're trying to accomplish here. Absolutely. Yeah. A little bit about the uh, fundraiser coming up on October 15th, Venus Law Auditorium. It's our gala, but it's uh, it's very low-key. It's, it's uh, an art auction kind of event with dinner and a DJ and dancing, and it's always really fun. It is fun. It's a blast. You it have is. a great time. Yeah, yeah. it's very fun. Um, I hope that you know people will want to come or people want more information. It's all on the website. And if you want to donate art or you want to donate yeah. anything else, hey, they're happy to have right. it. Okay, maybe you've got... You know, some some art around the house, whatever the case may be. Maybe mom and dad left you some stuff you're not using. Um, they'd be happy to get it and take it to their uh, to their fundraiser and do something with it. The website is sheffieldplace.org, sheffieldplace.org. Um, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No, it was great having you up here again. It was great to reconnect, and, and we'll do some more of these. Okay. You know, again, folks, I've talked about this on a number of the shows. I, this is an example of how it can work. Okay, you know, you've got you get behind an organization like this in Kansas City. We're very fortunate to have these folks here that dedicate their lives to doing this. They make a difference. And believe me, because I've seen it. It it is amazing when you see what they can do with the resources that they have. The website is SheffieldPlace.org, SheffieldPlace.org. Get involved and help out. You'll be glad you did. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.